FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators hopple Marty with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pill. That smashes him to the ground. The one-handed pass back inside. The delicate king. He smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Oh, Chris, if, if nothing fires you up, anything like that intro, I don't know what else can. You know, my blood rises every time I hear that. Is it in the National Sound Archive, Stephen? Because it should be. Yes, I'm not sure which category though. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, right? Okay. Good Other. morning to you, Chris. Other. Hey, good morning to you, Stephen. Um, you know, there's one thing I do love about Thursday night footy is we've got something fresh to talk about. Yes. Otherwise, we're stale as yesterday's uh, news. The thing that I really love about Thursday night footy is when your team plays and wins. Because your whole weekend is set up. Yeah. Uh, there, there is nothing that can get you down over what becomes an extended weekend, Friday through Sunday. Unfortunately, that didn't happen last night out at Bankwest Stadium. Well, I've got some good news for you, Chris. This will cheer you up. Yes. Uh, Braithen Aston. Now, I would say he's taken over from Ricky Stewart as the game's greatest thinker. <laughs> well, they're queuing up for that role. but yes, uh, yes, but he's stepped into an arena, which I know he announced last year with the help of his wife, well, the encouragement and support of his dear wife. But uh, he's moving into uh, management of sorts, uh, player management. I'm assuming, uh, and uh, it's it's a company called SeaWorld. No, it's called SeaRu. Oh, SeaRu. Yeah, S E A R O O. Right, and what is that? Well, you know, when people, you know, one of the things that people like to talk about when they've got very little time or yeah, not, yeah. Much, sorry, too much time on their hands, yeah. which would be everyone who's listening to this show yeah. has too much time on their hands, right? Is they start going, what would it be like if a tiger actually fought a shark? It's like Greek mythology. Yeah. Who would win a fight between a bear and yeah. a lion? The Minotaur right? and the man. That's right. Yeah. So, so you, you get this idea of, um, what about a world where you uh, have mythical fights between existing creatures yes. and indeed, as you suggested, yeah. mythical creatures? Yes. So the Siru yeah. is a hybrid animal, a seal and a kangaroo. A seal and a kangaroo. So they mated somewhere, do we assume, or try to? I think they were um, probably in the Melbourne laboratory somewhere. It was just a side project. And See, it got kicked out of Melbourne. Whilst we're creating football players, why not come up with a couple of new species? Yes. So yes. the Siru, of course, is Braith seeing that he wants to be able to provide dominant sports management skills yeah. to aquatic sports people. But with a vision. And on land. 
Imagination. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's basically a seal that's got hops, is what yeah, I'm trying to right. say. And it's very Aussie. <laughs> it's so Aussie. And his first signing is a pommy. <laughs> is that right? Is that fair to say? Well, that's a bait and switch. <laughs> right. Yes, indeed. Keep us on our toes, his breath. Now, um, now the first client I can reveal to you, uh, Sam Burgess. Now, Sam, we used to call them triple threats, right? Because uh, he can play footy. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, he can commentate or talk on the telly. Well, okay. Now, hang on. Let's. Yeah, well, let's. You got me thinking here. Seru no, no, Sports Management. Yes. First major signing. Yeah. Former rugby league international. Oh, he doesn't play footy anymore. So, play foot- so even though he's representing sports management, he can, he can do what he wants, just like creating a beast out of a seal and a kangaroo. Okay, so so he signed a guy who. Uh, doesn't play sport. Then no. you mentioned talks on TV, but yeah. um, Sam's in the South Sydney bubble right now, Stephen. So he's actually—is that what they're saying? He's, a, he's not a talk show host. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I believe that he and his brothers, the Burgi, there's four of them, have started uh, a clothing label, leisurewear or and/or active wear. It is called Four B, as in Four <laughs> Burgi. I, I think Four Burgi's got a better ring to it myself, but. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, okay, I actually trademarked Burjai a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we're in negotiations, and you mentioned the leisure wear has already been published, you know. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful design. It's it certainly appeals to the larger, larger gentleman. Man, yes, you know it's it's. it's Do it's, the ladies not get annoyed? <laughs> well, give them time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's fresh. Yeah, but yeah. there's a particular cut of the pant I like. There's a little bit of room in the gusset area. There's oh, yeah. a Expansion. chance to expand. Yes, yeah, which yeah. I think during uh, lockdown and the pandemic lockdown, yeah. many people did expand. Why would you call it for for beef for burgeye when we all know they used to eat? They lived on a diet. Maybe Sam's gone off this. It used to be four chickens each every morning from the local Redfern chicken shop. Okay, well, that, you really are getting into murky territory here yeah. because that's what they want to call their active wear range, 16 oh, chickens. Wear. Right? <laughs> or maybe 15, right, depending on right. what he's eating there. And yeah. have a guess who trademarked that as well. Russell Crowe? No, I did. Ah. So, so, so right now it's the 4B, 4B leisure wear range. Yeah. If things go well, and I expect they will, it will be called the Four Burge uh, Leisure Wear Range and the Sixteen Chickens Active Wear Range. Active wear. And I did, let me just go back in time. So I did say he can play football. Well, I'm assuming he can. Well, let's suppose no, okay. no, he did play football. He did play football. <laughs> he did talk on the telly. He did but talk he on the telly. But he is designing. Uh, well, that's a that's a triple threat if ever I heard one. I would have thought a slashy of the highest order. Yes, but yep. I don't think it stops there with Sam, does it? He does not because. As revealed recently, with a smirk and a chuckle, he can sing as well. That's right. right. Now, all pommies can sing. We know that. You go to the soccer and, of course, they can sing. You know, you'll never walk alone. Hello, Liverpool. You're a musician, allegedly. Allegedly. Why Once is it, was. Why is it that, like, if you ask me to croon something right yeah. now, it would be fairly tuneless. Yeah. But if you... if Can you can you dial out a little bit of Depeche Mode, for example? Um, uh, my own... Personal Jesus. Jesus. Well, no, hello, sorry, Johnny Cash. That's me doing that. Johnny Cash. Too. But but and and most people ask to sing individually, pretty terrible. But then when you get to the English football terraces, pre-COVID, yeah. Yep. Perfectly in tune. Why does a crowd end up being in tune when most individuals can't sing? Chris, as a musician, I can tell you, it's harmonics. Thank you. They just draw each other in, and before you know it, you've got one solid block of beautiful harmony. Right. Well, and no wonder that um, Sam Burgess, being part of the, the yeah. Burgess Network, is also quite a good crooner. Now, it, it came to light that uh, Kanye West, of course, one of the men of the moment. Uh, de- if, I could, if I could say he's a marquee man. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, he's got his... Uh, he straddles the world, right? Uh, he's got his issues at the moment, Stephen. But, yes. I mean, he had an interesting campaign launch for the birthday party during the week, but he's... Hang on, the birthday party? I believe that's... Nick the- Cave? <laughs> what? Well, this is the trouble. I mean, the main reason... 
And this was before even people knew Kanye was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like Nick Cave had to get out of the birthday party and create the bad seeds because Kanye had trademarked the birthday party on the off chance he'd eventually run for the President um, of the United States. There's a, there's a collab of ever I saw one, right? Nick Cave and Kanye. Well, you know that Nick Cave's doing this thing alone in Alexandra Palace right now. I don't now. want to know that, Chris. <laughs> Which you can stream for the very affordable price of $30. My goodness To me. see Nick Cave thing. I mean, I don't know if you've heard the new album Ghostine, but I, no, I, wouldn't, Chris. I, I wouldn't call them songs. Now, now, what do they say about separating a man from his money? You know? <laughs> That's right. But, but, but if we, if you really wanted to get people yeah. to sign up at 30 bucks a throw... You're, you're not telling me both the NASA signed Nick Cave now, are you? Well, who knows? But it, it'd be Nick Cave oh. not alone with Kanye West and Alexandra Palace doing some sort of collaboration right. about graduation, whatever. So, if I could do six degrees of separation, we're not talking about Braith and Astor with Kanye now, we're talking about Sam Burgess with yes. Kanye. Uh, and, and talking about talking out of, out of you know, out of, you know, what stays on the paddock, stays on the paddock, you know, what happens on the paddock. He was in the Dorchester Hotel having uh, some salubrious drinks, uh, I believe, with a whole bunch of stars. I mean, Brian McFadden, no less. <laughs> Hello. Do you remember Brian McFadden? Like, did he date Delta? Yes, he did date Delta. <laughs> I, I happened to be watching the mainstream Channel 9 coverage last night, and, I mean, I was in a... Uh, look, I actually thought the Tigers last night, if I can say it, were courageous. Courageous Brave, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plucky. They went down with fight, didn't they? And resilience. Plucky. But I was a little bit down, Stephen, because I said, we're, we're losing to the Parramatta Reels, and then I was lifted by the fact that there was a, a ribbon at the bottom of the screen announcing Delta's tour for April and May 2021. Does she do a version of uh, Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's a good mix. Come on, it is actually it, it is actually Delta's yeah. rugby league theme tour. So she's going to be doing all the theme songs. You know, here yeah, come yeah. the roosters, yeah, the best yeah, we've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Yeah. All that sort of caper. Yeah, uh, when the, the Saints green, go marching in, the yeah. Green Machine. Not with Brian McFadden. No, no. no. Now, now you might remember, of course, uh, the credibility factor. So if I could say, Kylie Minogue, God love you. She's got a new album out this week called Disco. The- marquee, marquee person. You know. By the way, yeah. Whoever's marketing Kylie. Brilliant. Congratulations. It's not Braith. <laughs> yes, she's had number ones in the 80s, 90s, noughties and the 10s. Yes. Or whatever we are, the teens. Finally, yeah. Kylie Disco. It makes it sense. It yeah. I mean, we know we've had, you know, Emma. You know, she's done <laughs> Dancing Queen, etc. But this is perfect. Look, the, the, the people behind like Kylie, know, they know her audience. She knows it down to a T, doesn't she? Can I say that, you know, when Kylie hit... I'm not saying rock bottom. Yes. But <laughs> when she did the slow stuff. Well, no, no, no. Impossible Princess, oh, right? You know, she wrote with the Manic Street Preachers, dot, dot, dot. And yeah. she was reduced to the Capitol Theatre with two dancers. Is that all? I was there, but she but hung... You're a diehard fan. She hung tough. Yep. And you know what? Because Kylie is courageous, yeah. plucky. She's plucky. Resi- resilient. <laughs> resilient. Yeah, she, she won't go down with the fight without Kylie Minogue is the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm taking... Yeah. Comfort in that, yeah. that Kylie's disco is a harbinger of better times. And, and can I just say, I West don't Tigers. see Nick Cave knocking on Delta's door to do a duet. Do you? No. No, no Brian Del- McFadden, sure. Delta said, my door is closed, yeah. Nick. Nick. I, I, yeah. only, I only do duets now with Kanye. So who slipped in, Nick or Delta? Who's, sorry? Who's, who slipped down the credibility ladder? Well, I think at $30 for a live stream of Nick Cave on a piano in an empty hall, yeah. he slipped down. Delta is up. <laughs> Yeah. And Cave Because she's down. on national telly. <laughs> Doing rugby league themes. I know. I know. So, anyway, they're in the Dorchester Hotel with Brian McFadden, no less. The entire cast of a reality TV show made in Chelsea, which is a huge that, that sounds like a um, Jersey Shore caper thing, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Uh, and parting with friend Nicole Kidman. Now, we know that Nicole and Keith are both marquee people. Yes, you know? absolutely. So, And there's Sam. Sam's with Russell. So, he's, he's, he's riding on his coattails at this point. So, sorry, I think you need to explain who Russell is. Uh, Russell 
Crowe. Oh, right. So, <laughs> yes, you don't know Russell. He, yeah. Academy Award why, why is it that, like, if we say Delta, we know exactly who that is? We say Russell. We don't. Could be a comedian. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Russell Coit. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, it, it, what did... So... He what needs to work on that, doesn't he? Kylie Marquis. Because yeah. he's Can- great at branding. You've seen the rabbit everywhere, yeah. you know. Kanye Marquis. Yeah. Delta Marquis. Yeah. Uh, Russell, Mc- not Marquis. Not Marquis, no. <laughs> Nick? Brian? Not Marquis. Who? No. McFadden, who? <laughs> no, no. Anyway... You say Sam, of course, everyone knows who Sam is. Yeah, well, Sam. it goes without saying. He's a bird eye. He's big, big unit, you know. <laughs> and he wears, he wears leisure sports management. He was wearing leisure wear at the Dorchester, so I think it was the 4C, the four chickens, because he's representing the 16 chickens, I no, think. No, or was no, it 16? No, no, the leisure wear is the 4B. Right, the active wear. He was the wearing 16 the active, chickens. Yes, right. Okay. It, it comes with a suit design on the front, you know, bow tie and everything, right? <laughs> It's one piece too, Chris. You can sleep in it. Can, it's brilliant. Can you imagine, like, the Lycra shorts and singlet yes. with the images of the chickens on the rotisserie? Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> I wonder how a piano tie. <laughs> if there's ever an incentive to get in the gym and lose weight, it's the fact that you've got 16 <laughs> roast chickens yeah. with skin yeah, yeah. actually on your skin. But they had to keep telling... Which one was he? Not not Russell. Uh, Sam, <laughs> the other unknown, to keep keep his legs crossed because... You, you know, it's not a good look in the active wear in the Dorchester Hotel. Do you know what I'm saying? Particularly that furniture, which is, I think, from, you know, the 1780s. Hey, listen, if the Dorchester let you in, I think you can do, do what whatever you want. you want with your legs. Yes, I'm with Russell, right? Yeah. No, I'm with Nicole. You know Nicole, of course, yeah. Uh, anyway, Kanye, of course, bugs him and says, look, I've really got to talk to you. I've got something I want to, you know, discuss with you, Russell. And Russell goes, well, you've got to talk to it with Sam and I. You know, Sam comes with me. Hey, yeah. You know, Package yeah. deal. Yeah. And I know he used to, ha- he used to have a bouncer who was a rugby league guy, but this, I think Sam doubles up as the bouncer as well as the fashion, you know, icon, the active wear, and the- he can talk, you know, uh, he can, he- and commentate. <laughs> yeah. He can play sport. And play sport, you know. He's he a can- fashion designer. Fashion designer, <laughs> I know. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it sort of put... He sings. Kanye's nose out of joint. Going, you know, and, and I think Kanye's quote was that he sledged him as a poor person. Now, I suppose compared to Kanye, he is a poor person. So Kanye said to Sam, yeah. stop singing. Yeah. And, and when Crow reported that he was singing, I assumed that he was probably rapping. But Russell kind of, I don't know, he's up with the new stuff. Chris, don't you know what? Hip-hop, you heard of hip-hop? Well, yes. It's not it, Unless you're using auto-tune, there's no singing. Right. It's rapping, right? Right. Okay. So uh, Kanye's got this new song he wants Russell to hear. I don't know why. Maybe he wants it in a movie, I'm assuming. You know, next time you do Gladiator 2, have put seen, this in. Have you seen that new Russell movie? Where, about road rage? Yeah, unhinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like his sense of irony, though. It, it, to me, it just looks like that movie Jewel, yeah. which was Dennis Weaver, Steven Spielberg in the 70s, you know, Big truck, truck yeah, right? Yeah. Which, of course, became Jaws. So That was scary. Russell Crowe has just remade Jaws. Yeah. And he picked me on a woman and a child, no less. Mm. He really is unhinged. Mm. And Russell does that. Well, he, he understands the joke. Yeah, oh, this is the guy who throws phones at people, right? Yeah, it's not method acting. It's just a documentary. No, it's, just it's, it's a yeah. documentary. Russell's on, 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 on road, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, road rage. Unhinged. Yeah, unhinged the Russell yeah. Crowe story. So, yeah, the night was just... was It was dissolving in front of Russell's eyes, but he didn't seem to care. He thought it was funny to put Sam and Kanye together. So, Kanye's singing these words... Uh, some old song, I believe, and, and Sam joins in. Doesn't know the words, of course, you know. Right. He hasn't got his Apple iTunes, you know, one of the words, lyrics sort of app, you know, and he's going, la, 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 in his pommy voice. Now, where's he from again? North of England, I think. North of England, yeah. They should sing. Mining country. Yeah, well, it's, you know, but here's the problem. Yeah. Had all four Burgi been there, yeah, you yeah. would have got your harmonic solution yeah. and Kanye wouldn't have been put off. Right. 
Well, it, it didn't end well because, uh, Sam, though he tried to be singing, we could say that he's more than a triple threat, that he attempts to sing. Okay. Okay, so Braith's on a winner there. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, if I may, uh, there was um, a little suggestion with um, this sort of bubble entertainment world that uh, that some bands could sing in a bubble. You mentioned Nick Cave on his own in, in an auditorium. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know that footy has gone into its bubble. It's clean and dirty sort of spaces, etc. Uh, we, you remember the Regurgitator? I do. Yeah, band in a bubble? Yeah, they recorded an album in a bubble. Martin Place. Well, Rugby League, Fletch and Hindy. Remember they were in a bubble? I do, for Magic Round. You were up there. Yes, you were I providing was. all the tunes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I think that uh, there's there's a, there's a winner in that. Uh, and while we're on fashion, let's have a little tribute here from a, a, one of the great Japanese artists. Chris, I think you love this woman, don't you? I, I, I do oh, love her. There it is. <laughs> You're on Fire Up. Stephen Ferris, Chris Gale. Back in just a moment. I know, Chris, Fashion Monster, that's a better name for a label or yeah. management. Look, I think, I mean, let's face it, it's early days for the Burgeye and uh, the 4B doesn't really get it, doesn't cut it, does it? Not I mean, it's really. time to move. And yeah. um, that, of course, is Carrie Pamya Pamya, who I've had the distinct pleasure of seeing live on a number of occasions. Who cares about K-pop? J-pop's the rule. It's the king. Well, it's a, the it's, originator. It's a, it's a pitch battle between J and K-pop, but that is J-pop writ large. Yes, yes. And KPP for short, not to... Be confused with local artist KLP, of course. No, but, uh, no, no, no. But there's um, certain similarities. By the way, Braith and Astor's label, Seru Sports Management, was, let's face it, is going to take over the world. Uh, there was an unfortunate incident in last night's game where Michael Cheekham was concussed. The good news is he's been released from hospital and his home and is resting comfortably and he'll be fine. Right. But at halftime in the coverage on the Fox Sports last night, Braith Aston and Astor said uh, Michael Cheekham is uh, being taken by Amos Hospital and I hope he gets what he deserves. Oh, so, that's very poor. <laughs> so I mean, not, even, not, not even one of the birds I would have said no, it that but, way. But of course, what it, was, what it was, was Braith looking for any chance to subliminally market the agency because uh, the logo or the, the slogan yeah. for uh, serious sports management is, I'll get you what you deserve. Ah. It doesn't really fill you with hope, does it? Dr. Phrase. Is that on the T-shirt with with a a kangaroo trying to get on top of a a bloody seal, a poor seal squealing, you know? Not a good look, really. Uh, Very, very ugly. Yeah, very ugly. Now, look, the headlines screen today, talking about marquee. We've been talking about the, the, you know, well, okay, you need two words, Sonny Bill. Not one, Sonny. Sonny sort of doesn't say, but Sonny Bill says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, if you said Sonny, I've got no idea. Yeah, well, you might think it's shared, right? The guy who played cricket for India, Sonny yeah. Gavaskar. Exactly. Gavaskar, as they like to call him. 
But you you say Sonny Bill, it's over. Sonny Bill's over. That is a global brand. And and if I could refresh everybody, where did that name come from? Was he born in Tennessee? (laughs) Or was he born in the hills of of, of Wyong or somewhere? I don't know. How did he get Sonny Bill? He was born in Auckland, but... uh, Is that a country thing? Surely you've you've seen the Ken Burns documentary on country music. Yes. It's not not confined to one part of the United States, Stephen. It's a global phenomenon. Okay. Well, talking about global phenomena, he's... He was one comment, one line, Chris. It's all he said. Rang up Uncle Nick. Uncle Nick, of course, one of the richest men in the city. Yes. I want to come home. Now, I know that it, not even E.T. could say that. Well, you know, Sonny Bill likes to put himself in the sports pantheon and history. Yeah. And it to me, that resonates. I mean, like everybody else, Stephen, did you have a look at that uh, Netflix documentary, The Last Dance, about the final season of Michael Jordan with Chicago Bulls? You know, I didn't get through it. <laughs> and, and look, everyone out there, spoiler alert, the Bulls won, okay? You don't have to watch <laughs> no, it. It's, it's got a feel-good ending. You don't have to watch it. But when Jordan decided that he was returning to the game, having uh, self-imposed exile, gone to play baseball, Did he say those lines? that line? I'm back. I'm back, yeah. So Sonny Bill was looking for something that will go on a T-shirt. Okay, so this I'll be back. Yes. I'm back. But it actually rang Trent Robertson first, Robbo, and he said, look, <laughs> Robbo, I've heard your speech at Mount Kilimanjaro. It's game day. I want to come home. And, of course, Trent said, stay there. I'll well, call I- up Uncle Nick. No, no, Nick, no, no. I, I, I think uh, Sonny Bill was prevaricating. He wasn't sure. Robbo oh, gets on the phone out there. and he goes, "Hello, Sonny Bill. It's Trent Robinson here. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's game day." Uh, Chris, stop right there. The Manchurian Candidate. You know when they they, they hypnotise the bloke <laughs> to shoot the president? That's right. And they just had to say one word, and he was like, "Up comes the gun." Exactly. Every single Sydney Roosters player, yeah. and remember, let's not forget they are the Sydney Roosters, yeah, yeah. they're not Eastern Suburbs, yeah. when they simply hear those three words, Say them. tomorrow's game day, That's dangerous stuff, Chris. they're Careful. all on Mount Kilimanjaro about to climb the summit. They're viewing the last trek That's to right. conquer their greatest fear. Yeah, they're all on oxygen masks, albeit. <laughs> yeah, be it. yeah, yeah. Because, and they're pretty brainless at that point, be, aren't they? Because Robo likes to train them in a an oxyg- highly oxidated, oxygenated environment. Yes, but they're susceptible, aren't they? Yeah. Soft so, brains. So Sonny Bill doesn't forget the no. fact that he last won a premiership with the Roosters 2013. It's a long time ago, Stephen. But you hear those three words and you are back in the tricolours. Hooked. Hooked. Now, it's been, of course, a few people had their opinion about what home actually means. Uh, Anthony Mundine, of course, who was the man behind introducing him to Coda, he likes to sleep hard, Chris. Did you know that? <laughs> Whenever he goes to stay hard, you've got to sleep hard. So if he walks past a bench... Do you know what my greatest regret of being on this show is, Stephen? What? Well, being on the show. But yeah. my second greatest regret yes. is the fact that Coda NASA hasn't featured very heavily no. in my time. Coda NASA was a trope of Fire Up. It's really what made Fire Up known. Of course the, it does. The, the, the way that you... We wrote on Coda. The, the <laughs> way that you sensitively characterised Coda NASA. Mm. Well, he is back writ large, Stephen. Because the, the deal was that Coda would book himself into a six-star, if he had to, a five-star hotel, and he would refuse to use the bed. because <laughs> The he Dorchester to probably in London. Yeah, Dorchester. Yep. Refused to stay hard. I want to stay hard, so he would sleep on the floor. Now, okay, carpeted. I, I get that. But uh, he was spotted at a lunch. Whereabouts? <laughs> La Sands yes. at Botany Bay Botany. on Grand Parade. Isn't that so Coda? It's so well, and it also, it's also so Greek too. <laughs> you know, it? it's, it's all those things. It's all those things. And you know what the definition of impossibility is? To have lunch at La Sands at, at Botany Bay on Grand Parade and not order the seafood platter. Exactly. Right. So they've got a seafood platter. So they're ripping apart this lobster. Coda is there. Crab. Nick Politis yeah. is there. Yeah. Player, Oysters. <laughs> player Prawns. agent yeah, Steve Gillis. Yeah. 
Uh, a property guru. Yeah. Who, 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 go unnamed because you just need a property guru. Hang on a second. Did you say property guru? You're talking there might be some other inductions, like inducements, yeah. you know what you're saying? So something that might sort of push this in the right way? No, no. It just, happens, it just happens to be a property guru yeah. who uh, enjoys seafood. Now, you know, he was known as the greatest code hopper. He left the country in a, in, a, in, a, in a cloak of darkness to get on a plane so nobody would catch him at the airport. Uh, many people say that he's driven by the dollar. You know, much like, you know, Israel Folau, the other code hopper. So he just keeps moving, doesn't he? Who's he played for? Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. So that's home. There's a home. Yeah, the um, the Waikato Chiefs, I think, from memory, which is a arcane sport which also has a team called the All Blacks in the it. The Forgotten Sport. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so New Zealand, that's where he was born. Yeah. There's home, yep. Yeah. Um, the Toronto Wolfpack. Which are duds now, right? He's also played baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays. Is that right? Basketball for the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Uh, he represented the... Which ri- is the Golden State? That's uh, uh, California. California, so that's home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he represented the United States in the Ryder Cup golf. Is that right? That's right. Goodness gracious. <laughs> America, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, various parts of Australia, including, of course, uh, you know, Bondi. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for Sonny, when he says, I want to come home... Yeah. Everywhere is home. I'm sure he's played in Japan. I mean, that's absolutely laid down Missouri. He's yeah, obviously played football in Japan. And he was on, was it Was it 5.5 million or something in Toronto? And he's hoping that, obviously, he won't get the full pay packet, will he? Well, I think it's five million a year for two years. And I think the Super League agreement in the COVID situation is 55%. So right, right. basically, Sonny should walk away with a, tough, a cool two yeah. and a half mil in the pocket. And, and I believe, of course, the Roosters have got spare money, haven't they, in their salary? Of course cap, they as do. always. Of course they do. And, and they say... I've got two words for you. Latrell, Kronk. You know? <laughs> oh, really? So what, you didn't use the money? You know? Well, Roosters fans want to say, oh, well, you know, and we obviously got money because we replaced them with Kyle Flanagan and Josh yeah. Morris. Those are top dollar players, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Top dollar. But they're very good at managing money in the they're, East. Well, they're list management. Very ma- good. As opposed to uh, the Broncos list management, which Ben Eichen has referred to as disgusting. Yes. The Roosters know what they're doing. So that lunch was not about Sonny Bill, yes. apparently. Uh, Buzz Rothfield happened to be there. Okay, so the main <laughs> rugby league writer, what do they call him? The editor at large. Sporting editor at large. At la- what does that at large mean? Because he's for one bar or another. Because <laughs> Buzz is so annoying and irritating oh, okay, right. that they don't want him to have a desk uh, in at Kipak Street. So they, him out, so they say you're at large. You're, yeah. you're free to roam. He's like, got a roving commission. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about the model for working at home. When News Limited advan- announced their COVID restrictions, we say you're all on the Rothfield plan. Right. Get home. Right. Okay. So. I'd say the deal is the deal is done. I mean, the Mundines come out and said, "Go to Canterbury Bankstown because they need you more, and you've got to repay your debt, given yeah. that you walked down on them." Yeah. Uh, go to New Zealand, your home, your birth home, because they're struggling and they need some talent. Now, my question to you, Chris, there's a few hurdles here. Yes. He's going to struggle to get back to play. Well, he, you, get, you know, Union easy. Well, he was, league, well he was technically playing rugby league most recently for the Toronto Wolfpack yeah. in the Super League, but if you look at the highlights, he come was on. barely playing. Come on. All right, so I think, first of all, form is an issue. Yeah. Second would be quarantine. He's, he's a good-looking guy, though. He's a good model. <laughs> Maybe Braith might be interested. Well, well Braith will get him yeah. what he deserves. I can assure There's you about that. There's a great connection that. there. Kithra again. Vlandis. Politis. Politis. Anastopoulos. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think... I think Braith is a junior partner, and I think basically what the, what the Kithra connection wants to do is sort of broaden their appeal. And if there's yeah. if there's a missing piece, I don't yeah. think it's Sam Burgess. I think it's Sonny Bill Williams. Gotcha. I think this is just a ruse. He would look good in 4B. Brilliant. Yeah. He would look good in 4B. He would, wouldn't he? But I think this is just a ruse to create a cabal of yeah. influence yes. like no other. If you don't tell me that Peter Volandis hasn't set the agenda in Australia in yeah. the last six months, I, I don't know what you're Mystery talking about. Mystery entertainment. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Nick Politis, who, by the way, has revealed is actually owns shares in the Brisbane Broncos, but conflict of interest is a is an old concept. Are you concept. telling me the truth, Chris? No, that's true. It's he's got shares in the Broncos. Two hundred thousand shares, but he's recently offloaded a hundred thousand. Good move. That's not right. <laughs> it doesn't is seem it? right, does it? No. And, and then, um, if you, but you, let's face it, Nick and uh, Volandis, great operators, not that photogenic. Yeah. Sunny Bill, the presentable. Photogenic. The, yeah. the, the, Sunny's got a chiselled look, hasn't he? I mean, everybody loves Sunny. The ladies love Sunny. You know, SBW VP management. Oh, man. That's Williams, Volantis, yeah. Politis management. It seems seems like that's what it's probably about because Sunny Bill wouldn't be coming back for the small amount of money the Roosters could afford under the cap. I think it's like 150000 aren't they? Lazy, lazy it's peanuts. 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 Exactly. Right? That, so it's not for the money. No, no. Property. Um, there was, Potentially. And I can tell you his name. Surely he's going to get a car. He's going to get a Ford Mustang 1966 model, isn't he, Chris? <laughs> his name was Frank Colliaccio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. the property guru. Okay. And uh, I just think that uh, this is, you know, not about rugby league, Stephen. This is about hegemony. Uh, the other issue he's going to face is quarantine. Now, uh, this is where the word marquee comes into play. You know, the, if you're a marquee operator, like you might have read recently that Nicole or Nick, our Nicole and uh, and uh, the other bloke, what's his name? Keith. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> again, anyway, again, if you, go, if you go Keith... Yeah. People, Keith, Keith Barnes. People go, Brian Keith from Family Affair. Yeah, yeah. But if you go Nick and Keith, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, power couple, marquee couple. Uh, Apparently, there's a bit of a falafel because they walked in through straight through customs and didn't have to quarantine at a, you know, crappy hotel. Jane Seymour, the actress, had to go into a hotel with no view and and eat the food at the hotel, delivered at the door, no contact. Jane Seymour, no less. Wow. You know, she's acted with uh, Christopher Walken. You know, but no, Nick, Keith, straight through to their. Umpteen million dollar mansion uh, because they're marquee individual. Kerry Stokes wanted to fly in and fly out again. It's okay. He's got some business to do. Scomo has a file mar- marquee, and you yeah, open it up yeah, and yeah. it's got the likes of yeah, Kanye, yeah. Delta, yeah. Russell, Nick, and Keith. No, yeah. not Russell. I don't even. Russell, Russell's in the hotel with Jane Seymour. Is that right? Wow. Am, am I right in thinking Jane Seymour got a break playing solitaire in uh, uh, Live and Let Die? Yes, absolutely Roger true. Moore Bond and, vehicle. And she's in a crappy little hotel room <laughs> that's, as that's, we speak. That's outrageous. It is outrageous. What, it? what is this government doing? I know, I know. Honestly. So anyway, there's a few issues there, but I'm sure we can get around that one by branding him a marquee man, yeah? Well, you know, there was talk that, 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 that at the very least they would have to equip uh, a residence for Sunny Bill that wouldn't be like a normal quarantine hotel because he needs to train. You're talking Bellevue Hill? Yes, and yeah. again, yeah. highly oxygenated environment, yes. as Robbo prefers. Yes, so yes, yes, I yes. think there's a lot of forces being brought to bear here yeah. in order to make sure that Sunny Bill yeah. skips quarantine, mm-hmm. gets out in the tricolours, yeah, yeah. runs a couple of uh, plays. Yes. Uh, the hammy is gone. Oh, and geez. then press conference call, Peter yeah. Valandis, oh. Nick Malaitis, Sunny Bill Williams. This is our new management company. And you know what? Braith, we've appreciated you facilitating the deal, but our first corporate target, Seeru yep. Sports Management. Seeru, not SeaWorld. I've got some bad news for Sonny Bill, though. There's a little kid snapping his heels for attention. Oh, yes. The marquee kid this week is Joseph Suwali. Uh, every code's fighting for him, including, uh, you mentioned the Golden State. Uh, the the go- Golf is looking at him. Oh, uh, and he's only right? three. <laughs> he's three, and they, they want to sign him up already. The- this is, you know, if if we ever had any concerns about how evil rugby union is, yeah. they might have been allayed by the fact that they've poached this kid from Souths, which is obviously a good thing. Right. But the fact that they're prepared to offer $3 million over three years to a three-year-old to play rugby union yeah. shows the parlous state that rugby union is in. There are wallabies. Stephen, yeah. do you realise there are wallabies who have had to take a 30% pay cut right no now? because of, I, mean, I mean, these are... 
the creme de la creme of Australian society suffering, and this three-year-old gets a gig. Yes, uh, uh, producer Pat just told me he's not three. He's actually 16 oh, now. Is yeah, that yeah. Right? But apparently, <laughs> apparently um, they, they were talking to him, like, soothingly in the womb to oh, say, <laughs> rugby league, rugby league now, rugby league. And then they were giving him a bag of lollies every week because you can't give him any money, right? You can't sign a contract. The kid barely had a thumbprint. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then it was like the Xboxes. The whole the works were coming. Every Christmas was great. A rugby union started up the ante. You know, they were giving free footballs. That's all they had, I think, at the time. I'm telling you what, talent identification yeah. really has a broad remit these days, doesn't it? Yes. Of course, the usual suspects have dived in on, on this. Peter Fitzsimon says it's worth the punt. He says, when I stay in Adelaide, I stay at the Hyatt, but I go down to the casino and put it all on red, just like my bandana. But not like Coda. And then no greater... Uh, uh, and a pundit that Tim Horan has said, young Joseph probably prefers to travel the world and play in a World Cup yeah. than play at Wollongong. What year is he born? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> than play at Wollongong and Campbelltown week in, week out. Mate, He's nuts. No one's travelling the world. No one's travelling the idiot. world. We don't know when you can travel the world. Uh, fire up. We'll be back in just a moment. Fire it up. Fire it up. Ready to go. Fire it up. Ready to go. Fire it up. Ready to go. Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. Who, who wants ice cream? Come get it. I'm coming home, baby, now. I'm sorry now I ever went away. Every night and day I go and stay. I'm coming home, baby. I'm coming home, baby, now. You know I'm waiting for you. I'm coming home now real soon. You've been gone. Coming home, baby, now. You don't know what I'm going I'm coming home, I know I'm overdue Since you went away Expect me any day now, real soon I'm coming home I'm on home Coming home, baby, now You know I'm praying every night And everything is gonna be fine Please come on Coming home, baby, now I want to feel you hold me tight Expect to see me now anytime When I'm in your arms You're in my arms, I'll be fine I'm coming home. I'm coming home, baby. Sonny Bill can sing as well. Get that. How good is he? I'm coming home, baby. That's what Sam Burgess aspires to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, uh, you're on fire up. Uh, wrap me up quickly. There was a game you mentioned. You're uh, you're in tears this morning. You're broken. Yeah. Some of your team members are broken yeah. as well. Tough night out at the office, Stephen. But it wasn't all bad because yeah. uh, it, Leilana... <laughs> now I'm doing the right Ray Warren. <laughs> Luciano Leilua yeah. rumbled over the top of new Parramatta recruit Ryan Madison, who jumped out of his contract two years early on the Tigers at the end of last season. You guys are dirty, right? Yeah, so we scored over the top in the first two minutes. And in the 15-minute mark, Russell Packer yeah. took him on one-on-one. Yeah. And Madison Isn't went... is Russell Packer the same guy that weed on Lang Park? That's the one. Sacred, sacred yeah. ground. Yeah, so. good yeah, guy. Okay. Uh, Madison stumbled away and was unable to take any further part in the game. And this was seen as revenge for the Tigers because, let's face it, Madison came out with a target on his back, his chest, his yeah. head, yeah. his knees and his ankles last night because what he had done is gone in and complained. Can you believe this? We took this guy to the number 18 jersey in the origin last year, Ryan Madison has gone in yeah. and he's registered some issues with Tigers management. And we have the audio of him doing that last year. Let's have a listen. Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. 
a list of grievances. Can you run them through me very quickly, Chris? On his iPad, he yeah. said he disagreed with the way the club treated him after a concussion, which I think is a serious issue yeah. worth ex- uh, exploring. Belief he was pressured into playing two games, sorry, playing a game just two days after being in hospital on the drip, and he indicated he wasn't up for it. They sound cruel. By the way, up for it every morning during the week yeah. on FBI. Nice, Chris. Right. Nice, yes. Uh, he took exception to Michael Maguire questioning his toughness. Well, Madge is tough. <laughs> Well, let me we tell you. We had breakfast, Madge. Well, exactly. You can see the eggs running. <laughs> well, that was it. Yeah, I mean, that was scared. They were three-day-old egg and bacon That's rolls. Running. And he says, "What? You got a complaint? Just look, eat." You're talking to me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Maguire said, "We're training boys because we didn't make the playoffs," mm-hmm. who didn't turn up? Ryan Madison. I talk about my grievances. Mm-hmm. Training sessions that ran over time, including a training session that get this, Stephen, ran 11 minutes beyond the scheduled time. Who's canning? Right. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, Ryan Madison was a shop steward. Yeah. And a belief that the Tigers weren't looking after his body the way the Roosters did, mm-hmm. forcing him to play underdone and fatigued. It was so intersonine, Stephen, that Ryan Madison didn't come to the Tigers end of year lawn balls day, which proves that Mad Monday wow, is he's dead. Angry. He's cranky. Right. Yeah, he's really cranky. Well, here are my grievances, Ryan. You had yeah. a three-year contract. We took you to Origin. You were looking fantastic. You dudded us, and we dudded you. So air your grievances, son. We got over the top of you. Now, in other news in rugby league, of course, uh, how many coaches have gone in the last month and a half? It's three and three counting. County, right. Yeah. Trent Barrett has now moved into a position taking over from Dean Pay, taking over from uh, Steve Georgialis. Is that his name? Steve Georgialis is yes. the temporary coach. temporary coach. He's moving into Canterbury. Now, he was a, a, a dragon, for those who don't know, who then moved to be assistant to Des Hazlitt Manley. Am I getting this right? Uh, Stephen, mm. he was a stealer who became a dragon. Mate... You just don't get it, do you? Hey? <laughs> anyway, but Zorba, the, Zorba, talk about Greeks again. Peter Peters, that's not his real name, of Let course. Me tell you, <laughs> Greece runs the rugby league hey, world. Hey, There's hey, no hey, question about that. Did you know they invented democracy, Chris? <laughs> and rugby league. And philosophy. <laughs> and rugby league. And rugby league. In the north of England, 1908 or whatever it was. A bit earlier, that was I'd love the Greeks. <laughs> not so good with their money unless you're, you know, Uncle Nick. But anyway, that's on the side. Zorba has some advice. He goes, what did he say? Peter Peters rings up Trent Barrett and goes, Trent, before you sign the deal with the Bulldogs, understand this. Manly is like a training school for priests <laughs> compared to the Bulldogs. Hang on. Let that just sink in a second. Manly yeah. is like a training school for priests right. compared to the Bulldogs. I think he's, he's living in the wrong decade or the wrong generation, isn't he? Because training ground for priests is not a good look. It's not. No. You know what's happened, don't no, you, I, I'm, I'm aware, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, look, my grandmother would have said that. Mm. You know, she was a, she just loved priests and nuns and the whole business. Mm. Even if it said angels, mm. sure, or nuns, mm. but not priests. There just needs to be a bit of cultural adjustment in rugby league, doesn't it? Talking about cultural adjustment, we are Dean Witters, great man. Wonderful gentleman. An Indigenous while representing the Indigenous uh, folk in the NRL as, a, as an ambassador. In this very studio in last very year. Studio. Now, what's he up to at the moment? So there's a documentary being made uh, that Dean's uh, heavily involved in. His quest is to have something for the Australian Kangaroos, our National Rugby League team, that's a pre-game ritual that uh, uh, is... uh, on par with the Harker, which the All Blacks uh, do both in yes. rugby union and the Kiwis do in rugby GI league. Because GI and, uh, dare I say, 
JT. There were others who were trying to push for a traditional dance that could be like locked in for all all teams for the NRL. Am I correct in that thinking? That's correct. Yeah. Correct. And and one of the early harbingers of this is Dean was responsible for the war cry that is used by the Indigenous team at the right. start of the Indigenous All Stars game. Right. Right. We've all seen the national anthem, which we don't like terribly much, sung uh, in, in a certain Indigenous dialect, and it sounds incredible. Mm, so, absolutely. This is so where can they see this, this, this film? Uh, it's coming out next year, Yep. and uh, it's, it's being made at the moment, and it's around uh, the quest to come up with the, with the dance. Yeah. You've got the likes of Preston Campbell involved. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a really... Preston, that's what I mean to say, yes, yep. of course. Yep. The Fight Together. The fight together. We are in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Chris, uh, thanks very much for your company. Let's fire up for another week. I will see you next week. Okie dokie. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!